Hi everyone, this is Tim Martinez, MPEC Healthcare's uh, co-founder and CEO. I'm happy to share with you all that I'll be conducting a weekly interview style employee spotlight uh, so that we can all get to know each other a little bit better and hear directly from the amazing people that make up this organization. I'm excited to, to, to do these interviews and I hope uh, you enjoy them. This week's employee spotlight is Alan Bokerin, Chicago-based nurse practitioner and almost four-year uh, veteran. Let's get to know Alan. All right, so to get started, I guess let's start at the beginning, almost four years ago, or probably about four years ago, around this time. Um, you came to us as a, a new nurse practitioner, is that right? Uh, Newish, yes. Newish, okay. So... Take me through the process. You're looking for a job. You're trying to figure out what you want to do. How'd you come across MPAC? And then more importantly, you know, what was the deciding factor or what helped make your decision to come here? Um, it, it was a few things. I, I found you guys on Indeed. Um, I was actually, it was actually between um, MPAC and um, an outpatient clinic. Um, I, I felt like I really... I, clicked uh with uh with the with the interview with you guys um initially because um um i used to work with dr gillian at thorac when she was a hospitalist over there oh yeah um and i remembered her as being you know uh down to earth really, really approachable and um i think after my initial interview i actually met with you guys again uh, i think it was for the picture taking um and you know uh just like Dr. Gillian, um, I thought that you guys were very approachable and uh, really supportive uh, for someone, you know, who's new to the role. Um, so that made the, uh, the decision easy to, uh, uh, to, to switch. Um, plus, my intro to healthcare um, was in a long-term facility. I, I used to be in activities and then kind of work my way up to, uh, you know, like an actual provider. So, yeah. So All right. So. That. So, so you, you knew the space that we that we work in, obviously. So you're familiar with with that and the care that uh, I guess um, oftentimes the care gap that has existed and and what we were trying to do and and fill. So that's oftentimes kind of the hardest transition for people is and providers in particular is understanding this space. So at least you had you had that advantage is knowing what you were getting into, um, right. So, so that's good. So now that you've been in it for almost four years with us, at least, um, is there an example or, or, you know, a story you'd like to share about interaction or something meaningful that that's happened? Um, which I'm sure there's, you know, probably thousands of these examples, but one in particular that, that jumps out at you. Um, I think the staff really value our presence in the facility. Um, I mean, all healthcare institutions are, you know, they're really understaffed. Uh, they feel that there's uh, not much support. Um, it's hard to get a hold of a physician sometimes. Um, so I, I think they um, they appreciate, um, you know, someone supporting them whenever, whenever there's a, a patient crisis, which is which happens almost every day in you know in, in a healthcare facility. Yeah. Uh, particularly in underfunded, you know, um, nursing homes. Um, and I, I don't really do much. I, I just 
answer my phone calls and you know I, I give my the nurses my my number to uh, uh so so they can text me and um you know I, I tell them that they can text me you know uh 24 uh, 7 just because um the the facilities are low acuity in the first place so it's um you know it, the, they're not the patients are not are not that complex it's more you know just just giving guidance to the staff and um a lot of the nurses are um, are new grads as well, so um, it, it helps having someone there um, to, to help navigate them through their through, through their careers. Yeah, in conjunction with the DON. Yeah, yeah. So, no, that's great. Um, is there is there a particular experience or a patient that comes to mind for you know something that happened or something you were to help able to help somebody through? That, that jumps out to you? Um, uh, I had a patient one time. Uh, she unfortunately, you know, uh, passed away. Um, she was very much, um, you know, uh, non-compliant. Uh, she, she was a former nurse and, you know, healthcare <laughs> workers are the, West, are, are the worst when it comes to being compliant with, uh, <laughs> with um, suggestions um, from, you know, medical personnel. But um, you know, she she passed away, and um, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I was there um, the morning of um, her death. So you know, um, sometimes when the family they have they, they know somebody who's in the industry, you know, nurses and stuff, um, they would bring them over to um, the nursing home to kind of you know, figure out what would happen, you know, how, how did so-and-so pass away? Yeah. Um, so, um, of course, I was um, invited to the meeting just because I was there, um, yeah. you know, uh, before she passed. And um, I, I shared some pretty intimate uh, details about what she, what, what she was looking for, for meals and stuff. And um, uh, I, I think just uh, describing that to the family kind of eased the anxiety that, um you, you know, when you have a family member that passes away in, in the nursing home, you know, yeah. with these, um, you know, uh, trashy TV uh, commercials, you know, it's always a nursing home's fault. But, uh, you know, um, I was able to guide um, the, the patient's family that, um, you know, we did the best we can for for the patient. And um, and um, I think having that intimate, you know, one-on-one interaction, the conversation before she passed helped with that. So that's, that's, that's an example. A, yeah, no, that's incredibly powerful. And, um, and you're, you're exactly right. There's oftentimes, right. Marketing that goes into, um, pointing the finger. Anytime anybody passes in a nursing home, there must've been something that was done improperly, right? Somebody has to be at fault, even though a lot of people are going there and that's kind of their last, their, their last landing spot before they pass. And so um, our presence as an independent third party that can bring that, you know, intimate relationship to bear in a meeting like that, like you did, is incredibly powerful to say, look, you know, I'm not affiliated. I'm, I'm a third party. I'm also a high level clinician, right? Licensed. I directly took care of your loved one. And here's the interactions that we had. That can be really, really powerful in diffusing um, some of the maybe anxiety around, well, something must have gone wrong here. Somebody must be at fault. 
um, for the passing of my loved one. So that's that's pretty incredible and highlights just another another piece of the value proposition that we bring in addition to, you know, chronically understaffed and supporting the staff that um, oftentimes is also new, as you pointed out in, in these situations. So that's, that's really, really awesome. And, and exactly what we'd expect to happen as part of our program and being there and, and helping to take care of these patients. So that's, that's pretty cool. So um, yeah, so that's, that's awesome. And th thanks for doing that and, and for, for doing this every day. Um, so, so we're now, you know, almost four years in last year, um, was, was an incredible challenge for, for everyone, but I think most of all for, um, anybody associated with direct patient care in the nursing homes, because that was kind of ground zero. And so, um, for our clinicians, our nurse practitioners, our clinical social workers, uh, to be in the middle of it and continue to go in, um, and continue to provide care. Uh, was incredibly admirable. So, you know, I wanted the opportunity to thank you personally for, for doing that and uh, continuing to, to row the boat through it and until we, you know, see us, see us through it. So thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. And then, um, you know, kind of parting question to you then is, you know, obviously it's a difficult environment. There's a lot of dynamics and it's, it's, it's oftentimes challenging. Um, last year, was exponentially so. Um, what what keeps you, you know, at MPAC doing doing your role? Um, I really like the, uh, the the flexibility and the um, the autonomy that the role uh, provides for me. Um, I I have some uh, some former colleagues um, who are um, NPs now, and. Um, you, you know, in, in, in an academic, you know, medical center, there, there's always um, uh, friction with the, res with the residents, the, um, the, the fellows, um, because usually um, the, um, uh, the, the residents will do essentially what the, uh, what the mid-level providers are, uh, are, are doing. So um, I think in the post-acute space, um, there's definitely a disparity um and, and that's why i think you know um mpac is such a good force to um you know to provide the needed support and um medical oversight that uh you know that's uh, provided for these patients um so so i like the autonomy and then um i also like the uh the variety um i, I think this is my third um well i, I used to work telehealth and then now, now i work with uh, two facilities so um I, I just like the variety of how the, the the facility is able to to use us to their advantage. So um, the one facility I'm in right now, um, I, I feel like um, uh, they, they always come to me for um, a lot of the medical issues, just because. Um, uh, well, I mean, you know, it, it's easier to text someone versus somebody to, to uh, you know to, to wait for like a call service or whatever. Yeah. And then um, for the other facility, um, I'm, I'm like a dele I'm delegated as a, as a provider for an attending, but they're also um, letting me see the other patients there. Um, so, so, so yeah, I, I like the variety, um, the, the flexibility, and the autonomy that Ampac uh, provides for me. That's that's awesome. I mean, we 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 pay a lot of attention and spend a lot of time making sure that these roles are are very flexible, so that people can continue to you know, be parents like I know you are and 
Um, hopefully flex your schedule, attend whatever things you need to for and with your kids uh, and not just be the stuffy, like you have to punch in and out, um, uh, provide autonomy, but also with, with enough support. So, you know, hopefully that if you have a question or a need, you can reach out and somebody, somebody who's going to be there on the other line, whether it be, you know, Eileen, MJ, and, um, th they're always, always there. So, um, it's good to hear. Yes, sir. That it's working. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Marianne and Elena, they're both great. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I, again, I appreciate all the contributions, especially this last year. Appreciate you being a part of MPAC um, and, and, and sticking it out through last year and, and staying with them. Um, again, yeah. appreciate, appreciate your contributions and your, and your time. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, stay safe. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.